Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and they come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday suckage for you, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score: Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody. Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to. No thanks necessary. No thanks necessary. It's just what we do as American heroes. We're here for you. And there, over there, over there, there is Mark Rody. Mark, how are you? I've never really thought of us as American heroes, but we kind of are, aren't we? Sure. Look, now look you, we, now it's a public it service. Way. We realize our roles, and, and we're yeah. happy to perform them. You know, as yes. we, we, we have the Saturday suckage voice in our head of, of Tom Thibodeau. Do your, your job. job. That's it's right. It's our job. You know, we needed, we needed, okay, Stifler's in. Hi, Stifler. How you doing, Stifler? He's in for Trash Panda. Hi, guys. Stifler, you, do, you doing okay, Stifler? I'm doing great. Did Trash Panda leave you any information? He did his best, <laughs> which means which, nothing. Right? You just lie. We know the, one pro- Is that the producer code? We lie for the guys who hang us out to dry. No, he seriously. Get, he sent me a very nice run, uh, email. I could send it over to you guys. He he did a great job. Don't ruin the narrative, Sean. You just screwed up the whole show. <laughs> well, see, I was waiting for to take roll. We take roll of Saturday suckage. Did he? Did he do that for you? 
Did he leave, the, leave that information for you? No, I, I don't know about roll call. See, there yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. And that was one of my favorite editions of the show last week where you would take roll and give all the guys that have been quoted as saying the word <laughs> suck, and we yes. don't have that. Great. Yeah. Great. All right. We're, this uh, is suckage evolving. Yeah. Okay, that's Mike Tomlin. What about Brian Cashman? Here's Brian Cashman. I think Brian Cashman is with Adam Stadzinski today. I also know that we suck right now, as bad as you can be. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, there you go. Okay. Found it. That, that's nice. And uh, who else? Jake, Jake Arietta. He advanced to. Uh, it's the only good thing he. The only thing he's good for now. This sucks. Really, it yeah. does. Yes. We're doing well. There you go. Okay, we're doing. That's nice. And or if you suck, you'd say we're doing good. Yeah, and by the way, that was the best news for the Cubs, right? He's not coming off the DL today. Great news, great news. Right, he's, but I, he's on the comeback trail. You know, this is uh, you could hear the Rocky music gently playing in the background. He's going to eventually go and get, get some, get back stretched out in the minors and try to figure out what is wrong because you know he he as Jake Arrieta said, he's been through worse, and maybe he has in his Baltimore days when they screwed him up when he was an Oriole. Weren't they? And that was the thing when he came back here from Philadelphia. They were supposed to fix him. The Cubs organization was supposed to know everything about him and was be able to fix him. That was all the talk, and that worked for like a month. And then he went back to being the Jake Arrieta everyone feared. So yeah, and here we whatever. are. Whatever. He's not coming off. So there, there are. This is the week. Once, once Jed said what Jed said. Last week, it's pretty much high. We quit. Here's our white flag. We quit. And everybody became a rumor. And so the rumors have been bouncing around, right? You've And you've talked about them. You've been on the radio at every... You've sort of been playing radio whack-a-mole, haven't you? You've been on all kinds of different shows. Pretty much. And I, it, it just happened to be on my watch when the, the first trade occurred the the one sending jock peterson to atlanta for the 23 year old first base prospect bryce ball so yes i have been on i've been on a lot the suckage has overflowed to weekdays in my case (laughs) okay well that's that's good we 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 need to begin our own version of an insurrection so it's brian kimbrell rizzo and bias those are all the hot names jock peterson was a you know a, a sign and flip kind of thing and there still might be more that's not to say those are the only guys but those are the big ones for two different reasons one is Kimbrel is untouchable and everybody needs that and somebody's gonna trade for him and turn him into you know 2021 Andrew Miller kind of thing if you've already got a closer then you're gonna make him your Andrew Miller the way the Indians did your sixth inning closer kind of thing the other three are Cubs legends, and we've talked about this before. And the, the Anthony Rizzo, what he he, he was asked to, he homered yesterday coming out of the break. His back was good enough for him to homer, and he comes out of it, and and he's asked, I think by Bruce Bruce Levine from inside the clubhouse, what do you make of all this? What do you think when you hear your name? And here's what Anthony Rizzo had to say. You know, right now, I think especially these next two weeks, just Day day to day, focusing on baseball. All the reports and rumors flying from now until then. Probably put a full scrapbook together and see the roller coaster that it's going to take everyone on. So um, for me and in, in my position, it's just 
staying one day at a time and not really worrying about what's going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen, and none of us have any control of it. I think there's a good reason he doesn't have to worry about it. Here's my Anthony Rizzo conspiracy theory. He, in, in what appeared to be a demonstrably idiotic decision, when he announced in June he was not vaccinated, would not get vaccinated, and has yet to give any good reason why, it made him untradeable. Look what happened when the Yankees got back from the All-Star game. They're not the only team to suffer COVID-19 problems and have to quarantine and isolate. Man, the Yankees had to get their game with the Red Sox canceled. I think, here's my theory. I have no idea if it's true or not, but I love this theory. He made himself untradeable by, by taking the demonstrably stupid stance that I'm not getting vaccinated when this once-in-a-century pandemic is sweeping the world. So who would trade for him? Who would bring him in to a locker room, especially now as things start heating up in the trade market and you see what happens to the Yankees? And by the way, the um, Cubs are 10 and 19 since Rizzo admitted how demonstrably stupid he is in that regard. So that's my that's my theory. He made himself untradeable, and he's going to be here, and then we'll see what happens. Untradeable, maybe, but that doesn't mean the Cubs would then, because he is not getting vaccinated, doesn't mean the Cubs would need to sign him to a long-term deal. And so, so that's where I get. I love the thought process behind your conspiracy theory. But now the reports we're hearing, at least from John Heyman specifically, is that the Cubs are considering extending Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez. So doesn't that poke a little bit of a hole in the theory if Jed Hoyer does decide to extend him? And it's my theory that Jed Hoyer was told, maybe by Tom Ricketts, okay, you can keep two. Go ahead and keep two. It, it's like choosing two. It's like sides at a uh, at a restaurant. You could you could pick two sides. No, that's, that's the, what it's comes. Panera. With. It's the you pick two. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your entree. You pick two. Right. All right. You we'll want the macaroni. You want and... the, the the soup. Yeah. So you get to choose two. And wherever Jed Hoyer goes or whatever he does, it always has to involve Anthony Rizzo. We know that he was with him in Boston, it's in San true. Diego. He gets to the Cubs, he's like, okay, look, I don't care what we do. Let's get Rizzo. Andrew Kasher throws hard. That's fine. Ship him out. Let's get Rizzo in. So, of course, he's going to pick Rizzo. And then maybe maybe Tom Ricketts said, hey, you know, fans really like Javier Baez. They, they, you know, there are kids who probably come to the ballpark to see Javier Baez. And we don't think Chris Bryant likes us anymore. So maybe we focus on those two. Well, if you do that, then what you're doing, you, you made a decision that we're not signing the best player on the team. Why would Cub fans remain Cub fans? Because they are, because they do. Chris Bryant's your best player. He's your best hitter. He is the best of all those guys. I agree. And of all the World Series heroes. So the Cubs would be making a decision that Jed's beanie baby, Anthony Rizzo, is there. And it almost sounds like you're you're justifying... Okay, Baez is a shortstop. You can't argue with the importance of that position. But Brian plays every other position. <laughs> That's just what he does, right? So, and he's your best player. But Baez, is, do you think there's anything to 
to Judd. He talked about threading Judd. the needle. Judd, I mean. Um, anything <laughs> of Jed, Judd, I don't know. That was anything awesome that for some Jed, threading the needle. Here comes the Judd. The Judd, yeah. Uh, anything yeah. To, to threading the needle about satisfying Marquis programming, giving Cub fans something to watch while they tell, try to sell subscriptions to a very expensive, what was supposed to be a, a bar, you know, wheelbarrows full of money and probably hasn't been and won't be as they wave the white flag, but they, they have to give you something to watch, and, and yeah. that's Baez over Bryant. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily Baez over Bryant, but I do believe there's something to the idea that when Theo Epstein came to the Cubs in, in 2012, that he had full control and full power to do whatever he, he wanted to do, and that included having the team be terrible for a couple of years. And he probably had to tell, you know, Tom Ricketts and whomever that, hey, here's the deal. This is going to be painful, but you, but you got to let me do it my way or I'm not going to do it. And they obviously acquiesced and they, to their credit, they gave him complete power. They revamped their minor league system and, and facilities, infrastructure at Wrigley Field, the whole thing. And they allowed him to do it his way. I think it's different this time around. I don't think that and and maybe it's because of the substantial losses from the pandemic i don't think this time around they're gonna they're completely letting jed hoyer do it totally his way i think they are telling because jed hoyer right he won't call it a rebuild right he 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 won't do it he won't allow us to do it even though it is a rebuild of sorts so i i do think that that the edict this time and it could come from the business side too absolutely 100 percent from from marquee and business operations and Tom Ricketts, which is all kind of bundled into one, that, hey, yeah, we're not doing the whole 2012 thing again this time. It doesn't necessarily have to be Javier Baez, but wink, wink, nod, nod, that'd be a pretty good choice. I do believe that if if they thought that, look, Chris Bryant is going to go into free agency because of the, the, the agent that he has, and he's going to listen to every single offer. If, I don't know if the Cubs were to offer the hot to match it or go above if Chris Bryant would still want to come back to the Cubs. You know, I, I don't know. Is he mad because of them playing with his service time way back when? A lot, a lot of people assume that that is the case. Does Chris Bryant have his eyes on someplace else no matter what? Or does he, as he has said over and over, love Chicago and actually want to be here? That's the great mystery. So I think that's why you're hearing Baez and Rizzo because – both of those guys throughout this whole process, there have been overtures from both of their camps that they would like to stay with the Cubs. There hasn't been that overture as loudly from the Chris Bryant side. That's true. And all of them have turned down contract proposals. You know, supposedly. it's been reported, right, supposedly. But that's what's been reported. They've turned turned down some version of it, and maybe they're – Maybe the Cubs are making one last run of saying, this is it, take it or leave it, um, which is kind of what Larry Himes did to Greg Maddox. Here, this is our offer. No, I want to go to free agency. Okay, we have to go spend our money. They did, and Maddox went on to just be unbelievable. Ugh. So Don't you look at Bryant and you say, you know, you know, Bryant and there's a similarity between where Bryant's free agency begins and you Darvish is in Jed tried to play up the idea well we got out of a big contract on the back end of you know three more years at that kind of money come on even come right on. 
Yeah. Right? That's, no, I, that's I what mean, he tried to say. I know that's what he said. And, right. And I'm, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to him. Don't, please. That, that right. was a, a salary dump. You don't do that and then tell us that your season means something and then tell us that when you're in first place in June that you were going to plan on being a buyer. I mean, if you were planning on being a buyer, keep your best pitcher. So that's, I don't believe that at all. No, I, I don't either, nor, nor do I believe that the whole idea of, like, this is not a rebuild. Of course it's a rebuild. Yeah. Of course what, else, rebuild. What, else, what else are you going to do, right? Yeah. Isn't that the point? Why did you get, you know, four kids, you got to drive to Dairy Queen after a game in the Darvish trade? That's that's <laughs> what you did. Exactly. That's That's exactly. how you're doing this. And who is this, this, you know, ball bunion guy you got for Jock Peterson? <laughs> Right? That's his nickname, yeah. Ball Bunyan. So, it is Ball So Bunyan. they, they yeah. keep playing Cub fans for stupid, I believe. I don't know if Jed is doing this voluntarily. Jed's saying what he has to say as, as Tom Rico, Rick, uh, Ricketts works the, the marionette strings that, oh, you have to say this. Yeah, this is what people on Marquee want to hear. We need the Marquee people to be satisfied because you have to say this so there's not any kind right. of, of cross-messaging. Uh, no, this is not a rebuild. No, pay no attention. Pay no attention to the teenagers behind the curtain. I mean, it's just, it is demonstrably stupid. And they are lying to you because, of course, they quit when they made the Darvish trade. And they go, oh, my God, really? Are we really competing? Is our division that bad? Can't anybody play this game? And now other teams are starting to play the game. And the Cubs have less than one-tenth of one percent of winning the World Series. And maybe the Cubs don't think World Series is the goal anymore. It sounds like they're happy to settle for the playoffs. But Jed even referenced single digits. And you're you're like 6.4% according to baseballreference.com. That's what your your Cubs playoffs, playoff odds are. So good luck to you. Then what's he going to do? Why, if you keep them... Why didn't you, if you keep these World Series legends, why didn't you add on? And if you trade them, of course you're rebuilding. I mean, what do you what are you going to get? Some other thirty year old for for Rizzo? I don't see, I don't see how yeah, this is I mean, how you can believe there, Jed Hoyer. Uh, the 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 rebuild started when they traded you Darvish because the, mm-hmm. the, this last call thing's been going on for three years, and that's why I think that uh, of course Jed Hoyer I said this over and over of course Jed Hoyer hated that they lost 11 in a row that's excruciating it's embarrassing but I think that there was a little bit of relief in knowing which direction to go because if it had gotten down to that point I mean our narrative had been hey what if the Cubs are in first place at the deadline and they're only one game up do you do you sell off or do you go for it and I, that, that obviously, that question was negated. That thinking was negated for Jed Hoyer. And I think that there had to have been a little bit of relief. And he said he was going to be a buyer if the Cubs were at first place. Like, it, they, you could say that then. You know what I mean? And I suppose you could believe him. But really, how much of a buyer would they have been? They would have had to have been huge buyers to actually do damage in the postseason. They would have, have to have to have bought back you Darvish or somebody of that level, even if it's not a pitcher, to actually advance farther than they have in the playoffs since 2017, which has been just about nowhere. By the way, after our our, our 
our show last week, we wondered if we would still be talking about Chicago Cub Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras. He has mm-hmm. he has not been traded, but we kind of, I still kind of expect that. And you know what? He's right behind Kimbrel in value. He's more valuable than Bryant because he's got that extra year, that control. Yeah. And yep. he's a catcher. And that team across town needs a catcher. That'd be huge. I mean, and he, like he, we forget to say this. He's a terrific player all around, too. Uh-huh. Considering the position that he plays, he is a terrific hitter. He has become a good receiver. I don't know if he's a great receiver still, but he, we know what his arm is. But absolutely, yeah. And then, and then it goes back to the question of, hey, White Sox, are you going to be afraid to make a bold move? Are you just going to middle it and give and, and dangle your twentieth best prospect, or are you gonna you gonna get a little bit bold and say, yeah, you know what, we we've got this Jared Kelly, we've got this Yolke Cespedes. What what are you gonna do to? Make your your team better at catcher, second base, and oh my God, the bullpen because it's based on last night, not it's getting scary. much better. It's yeah. scary. It's not. It's not the reliable. That was supposed to be the lockdown part of it. That was the most solid thing. And you go, oh my God, really? Again, here we got to worry about that. Here we got to fear Aaron Bummer. No, we're a bouncing yeah. ball. But no. maybe maybe Contreras makes a stop. See, here's the thing about that whole situation and why I still think Contreras is in play as a trade target. He would be that kind of, well, whether it's criticism or honesty or candor or frustration, not only would be welcome on the South side, was welcomed last year when Dallas Keuchel said it and kind of changed the season. It woke people up. And here the Cubs are. You got the Cubs manager, David David Ross has got his red ass about no, he can't say that, and we had to have we had to have you know sessions with one-on-one sessions with players, and we had to talk, and we can't do that. And I understand why you want to keep that in the family, but you're also the people who are paying your salaries, the people buying tickets, the people buying subscriptions to Marquee want to hear somebody say what say the obvious, and the obvious is that there's yes. Efforts questionable, mental approaches questionable, you guys yet to adapt, and the idea of Wilson Contreras being welcomed on the south side over because he has he could be candid, he wouldn't be afraid to call people out and 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 it's not it's worrisome on the north side. Well what kind of snowflakes you got in your Cubs? clubhouse so yeah hey hey ross, ross said to, to lobby for it yeah ross did not respond correctly 100 percent. he's protected himself because effort is an indictment on himself so so ross said the wrong thing and then chris bryan and craig kimbrell said the right thing because kb said what david ross should have said that he wears his heart on his sleeve kb was quick to say hey don't look at me i i'm working my ass off here don't don't bring me into this Lieutenant Weinberg, he wears his heart on his sleeve. <laughs> Kimbrel, Kim, you, Lieutenant Weinberg, what you looking Weinberg. at me for, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? So, Lieutenant right. Weinberg, right? Yep. Like, like, don't look at me, man. I'm like the third lawyer of this movie. Um, a few good men, kids. 
And then Kimbrel said, Kimbrel said, hey, it's nothing personal, just frustration, love his passion. Those were the answers, not not what David Ross said. And even Ian Happ, even Ian Happ, he had a good one. He 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 tried to kind of excuse it because of potentially maybe because of the language barrier that Wilson Contreras didn't really, you know, mean what he said. And then he went on a rant about the the narrative of just because teams are losing that they're that they're not trying hard is is BS. But but yeah, that's what Wilson Contreras was essentially saying. So it's like everybody handle has handled this well since David Ross, quite frankly. So that yeah. I mean, that that's the answer, right? Where's the heart on his sleeve? He's frustrated, love his passion, nothing personal. And where's the lie? I mean that's it. There's a that, lie. That's also part yeah. of it. Where's the lie in in what he said? So none. We, we need to take a break. We will we will talk about this with uh, Vinny Duber at the top of the hour. He's Sox insider for NBC Sports Chicago. And, by the way, Vinny Duber wrote a story that I've been dying to get to, and this is perfect, about this is the nexus of Saturday Suckage Sports and the Wake and Bake Club, or at, at least a tangent of it, and we will mm. talk about that. 1 o'clock, we'll talk Bears with Habarkish. He scores senior NFL insider and the Uber mocker for Shaw Media. There are Bears items out there. But our phone number is 312-644-6767 for you texters. And the text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. That number, 312-644-6767, is also the number that if somebody makes a mistake and makes a phone call, then Stifler, our producer for today, will play our breaking caller sounder and we'll bring it on. But I'm sort of asking for calls and calls. Oh, is that it? Do we actually have a caller or are we just practicing? <laughs> they, they hung up. They hung up. <laughs> <laughs> that was half a call. Yeah, that's good, Stifler. That's that's oh. Saturday suckage at its best. Eh? Oh, so we will, we, we will... Because I got a question about, um, I'll describe an incident that occurred uh, that I was involved in this week with a Cub fan and a Sox fan. And I don't know if Cub fans and Sox fans feel the same way, but it was it was loud and eye-opening. So I'll share that after this. I'll get, it, get Mark's thoughts on this. We are Saturday Suckage, indubitably. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosen with Mark Grody. Saturday suckage. Wake and Bake Club. We'll talk a little Wake and Bake. Top of the next hour with Vinny Duber. And he's got a really good name to talk Wake and Bake with. <laughs> so we will we will continue this discussion, Cubs, Sox, deals. And it just got more interesting. Buster Olney of ESPN tweeted out, if Lindor's injury is serious, these oblique injuries can last, can take four to six weeks, then Javier Baez could be a perfect match for the Mets. He could hold down shortstop initially and then move to second or third later, in keeping with its career-long versatility. So I don't know what that does to Chris Bryant's trade value. But again, he's the best of the, the players the Cubs are lucky to dump. I mean, as inexplicably stupid as this is. And Javi Baez with the high swing and miss rate. There you go. That's just That plays out more acutely in the playoffs. The Mets, I believe, have bigger ideas than that, and um, and then just winning the division. So, so that's what Jed Hoyer needs. That's what the Cubs need: some kind of market for any or all of these guys. And the market is on the South Side as well. So I'm having this discussion with Joey Ice and um, a woman named AMS, and this is in the frozen aisle of my Trader Joe's, and I'm talking about why the Cubs need to be very careful trading any of these World Series legends, give them a place to win, a good place to land. Still with a chance to re-sign them as after, you know, when they enter free agency. But the South Side is particularly attractive for this reason, I think anyways. If you were to trade, say, Bryant to the to the White Sox, he doesn't have to move. There's there's a guy who is just you just 8.1 miles south. Same with Baez. You trade them there. They, the White Sox need a second baseman. I don't know if they need a second baseman with a 36% strikeout rate, but they need a second baseman. And he can play the game, and he can hit with a lot of power. And they could use that. What he does against Houston, I don't know, but he can't do worse than the crap we've already seen. So I bring this up, and then the Cub fan in the group, AMS, says, screams no. It's a screech you could hear down to Wrigley Field, as if you can't trade 
that kind of beanie baby to the you can't that kind of 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 legend and huggable player El Mago. You can't trade him on the south side. No, he can't go there. No. And even if it helps your team, which I, I have no idea if Cub fans feel this way universally or just get out and get me the best thing possible. What do you think? I've gotten the feeling that Cubs fans, you know, I talked about the, the relief that maybe Jed Hoyer felt that he knew which direction they were going. I put Cubs fans in that group, too, that the 11-game that the losing streak, the losing previous to this where they would crash and burn and wouldn't score runs at the ends of seasons since, I mean, even in 2017. So I think Cubs fans have been seeing the same thing over and over. I think that there has been sort of a warning for last call for three years now. I think Cubs fans have had enough time to deal with it. I do think that there, of course, there's an attachment to Chris Bryant and Javier Baez. They love these players. They won a damn World Series for them. So there's going to be some sentimentality t- towards it. But I think I've gotten the feeling in you know being on a lot lately that Cubs fans are, yeah, it sucks, but yeah, we're, we get it. We got it. We got to do what we got to do here. You know, it's just kind of like it's, it's painful. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be horrific to see Chris Bryant and or Javier Baez or whomever in other uniforms, and then the, when they come back to Wrigley Field, we're going to give them a you know, five-minute standing ovation. But this is what needs to be done. We have put our all into it as fans here, and it just keeps on not working out the way we want it to. We need some sort of change. So I do think that that is something that Cubs fans could handle right now. Some can't. Some are not going to be able to. I mean, some, of course, are going to be on that side of what are you doing trading Chris Bryant or Wilson Contreras or any of these guys. There, There is an attachment. I want to ask you this question, though, about, yeah, I mean, those guys would look good on the south side, Chris Bryant and Javier Baez, but do you, don't you think that the White Sox should be – Maybe as much as targeting those guys, targeting Craig Kimbrell, Andrew Chafin, and Ryan Tapera of the Cubs, because they could probably use all three at this point. I just, I don't feel good anymore about, I mean, it's been going on all year with the White Sox with it, an underachieving bullpen. And I have said, maybe even as recently as a month ago, that, yeah, I still think these guys can get it together. And now I'm saying... I don't know, you know, and I understand Aaron Bummer just came off the injury, so I'll give him a minute, but, you know, he gives up an RBI hit last night. Cody Hoyer did not look sharp. Ruiz gives up the three-run double last night, and it is my greatest fear for the White Sox that who you got other than Michael Kopech and Liam Hendricks. I th- you're so right. That, that, that comes down to maybe the biggest reason you the biggest demand on Tony Larusa. Whatever reason you signed him, you you brought him in. It was it was Chairman Reinsdorf said we're doing this, and and it's not. It, here's our group decision. I decide what our group is doing, and that's the way it is. And the one advantage, the biggest advantage, the most salient part of his presence in the dugout is game management, knowing his players, knowing what his players can do, what they can't do. He didn't know them from before. He's learning about them, mm-hmm. and that is an ongoing process. We don't know what he's learning. You know what? The f- I don't know if it's a fear, but you're sort of holding your breath to figure out what he learns, and you'll see in October. So that's yeah. like the, the first and last sign. That could be the final exam. Oops, we're they out. Took, they and took Matt Foster away from him. They're like, no more. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> yeah. 
Even though the last time he pitched at the major league level, he actually recorded the final two outs in that final game against Baltimore. But they're like, you know what? We, we, we're going to go ahead and take that away from you. And, and that's, that may well be true. And the one thing we also haven't seen, their rotation is really good. But you want to see, you want to see the, I want to see them use the opener strategy a couple times. It may not make sense to, to do it when you have a rotation that has been that solid. But you, I want to see Kopech start. Maybe he's your sixth inning closer if you don't trade for Kimbrell. And the whole, you know, when you brought up trading for Kimbrell or Chafin or Tapera, I, I don't, I don't, Kimbrell's the guy. But I don't know the yeah. mentality of those guys. Can, can he accept something other than the ninth inning? And you never know until you know, until he's there. And the way Andrew Miller did, Andrew Miller was just perfect right there. That was that well, was Liam Hendricks uh, was on the radio with Ranji and I yesterday, and he, he was like all for accepting other innings. So we know that, I don't know if the Sox would ever want to do it, uh, whether or not they think he could thrive actually in other innings. But for the record, for whatever it's worth, Liam Hendricks said he is down with pitching in any damn inning. I love that, and I believe that's true. I, I, nothing I've seen from Liam, Liam Hendricks says he's anything but about winning at whatever he has to do at whenever he has to do it, whenever he's called upon. We've all seen that evolve in baseball. You saw it most notably in the 2016 World Series. It was right up close. It was in your living room. And it was in your radio booth, Mark, that, that sixth inning closer. That's when we need to win the first part of the game so we can win the second part of the game. And that's what happened. And, and that's what Andrew Miller did. And... The Sox could benefit by that, and the, the that's why Kimbrel is is the name. I I keep coming back to what does Tony Larusa know so far? What does he believe? Who does he trust? Right. And I want to see Kopech start. I want to see the. You never know when you're going to get into a situation the way the White Sox were last year. Ricky Renteria and Dr. Cooper were unprepared for what they faced in trying to beat Oakland in the playoffs. They had never gone to the closer, the opener, the opener route. They had never done that. You you have to do it for practice. You need to know what you can do, who these guys can go to, and play all the what ifs. Oh well, we did. It. We had it all set up, and then Crochet got hurt. Oh, you didn't factor that in. You don't think that's a problem with a guy coming out of college and. You know, I just don't I, I don't want to see the White Sox get caught again. And I've seen Tony LaRusse's, you look at his lineups and you look at his pitching decisions and highly, crit, they're, they're, they've been criticized. At the same time, I, I know that he's doing this to figure out what he needs to know in October. And I think that's something he may need to know. You have no idea where you're going to be what your roster's going to be, what your arm's going to be, what your bullpen's going to be, what your rotation's going to be come October. You use the regular season, especially with an eight-game lead, to prepare for all that, to see what you know. I want to see that. And I want to see, make sure that Carlos Rodon, you know what, if you skip one of his starts, that's good. That's fine. I'm good with that. We're going to go with the openers. Carlos Rodon's going to pitch later in, in the rotation. Maybe he'll go a week between starts. We're good with that. I am. What do you think? 
I love the idea of giving Michael Kopech a bigger role because as much as I like him coming in in clean innings and just striking out the side and ooing and eyeing his slider and his velocity, <laughs> I want to either see him do what you just said. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but I like it, him being the opener. Uh, I would like to see him come in where they put Cody Hoyer in a couple of times or Crochet or any of these guys or maybe come in with runners on second and third and less than two outs. So I, I'd, I would like to see them use him differently. And maybe this is all gearing up towards them doing that once the postseason hits. As for Tony LaRussa, you know, the, the, we, the, the stupid debate of do managers matter, whatever, for the regular season, they do matter in the postseason that that is when baseball managers go to work that's that that does matter and obviously tony la Russa has had a very good track record there but that's where every pitch does count and every move does count and games can be won or lost based on what the manager does so yeah i think that i i hope tony la Russa knows what he has um I, I think that it w- with what they did with matt foster yesterday and hey welcome back ronaldo lopez he got in yesterday how about that um mm-hmm. lopez came in and i think he gave up he gave up a single but he, he was okay he was giving up some hard contact in the game they they we're starting to see it they're trying different things and hoping that they work because they know that they have issues. So to go back to that point you were making about Tony La Russa getting to know what he has, I think he does know what he has, and it's not as good as he thought. So it's kind of like, hey, help, help. Help, help. Let's we'll see where I'll make my own help. I'll figure help. out my own help. So right. We'll you know, it's like we talk about the, the first trade going down with the Cubs. Like it began, maybe that signified, you know, Ronaldo Lopez and the – the sending down of Matt Foster and all the little maneuvers they were make. Jace Fry is gone. Um, Aaron Bummer has returned. It's sort of like, okay, all right, we're, we, it's beginning. The really trying, we got an eight-game lead in the division. Let's tighten up some things. Let's try some things because we could afford to do that right now. Right, you got to take advantage of it. That's one of the. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the things that this lead gives you if you're the White Sox is to try everything you might envision in the postseason, anything that might come up. One of the things, Tony, Tony Roos is the kind of guy, the kind of manager, I mean, the first major league manager I really covered was Gene Mock. I covered the Angels. Um, he was the first guy who would, he hated talking to the media, but he was really good when he talked. And he had said at the time, I play three games a night. He plays the game before the game, Mm-hmm. He manages the game before the game, he manages the game, and then he manages it afterwards. So he's right. playing three games a night. And Good I believe Larusa is that kind of guy, too. Questioning, second-guessing, everything he does. What Playing all the what-ifs before, playing the what happened afterwards. And in the middle, trying to make the best decision on the best information possible of things that we don't even know. And I think he's that guy doing that thing, and I think that there's more to come. I imagine there will be moments where there's inexplicable decisions made, and Tony LaRusso may not say, I'm doing this to find out, find something out, and yet he was doing it to find something out. Whether it, like you said, like he knows what he has, 
or or maybe he knows a particular situation a one-off kind of thing maybe he can drill down with one guy one situation one kind of opposing batter maybe he's got maybe he's working to do that and all of these notes are being compiled and then you have your playoff playbook I, I, I he's always been that kind of guy and the one thing you can't the one thing the White Sox expect from him is they're gonna win the matchup in the dugout and I think this is how he goes being that guy we'll see I want to hear more about Liam Hendricks. Do you have more on Liam Hendricks? Can you talk? Because I had a thought about Liam Hendricks from the All-Star game. But no, you and yeah. Raji had him on. Can we talk about yeah. Liam Hendricks? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to hear what you have to say about Liam Hendricks. I talk, We talked about Liam Hendricks all day yesterday. So Well, good. We should. Yeah. yeah. He's wonderful. He's, He's colorful. He's an entertaining dude. Yeah. yeah. As are you and Ronji. Oh, Ron thanks, Stevie Sunshine. You and Ronji. So this is Saturday Seconds. Take a break. We will come back. Top of the hour, we'll talk White Sox with Vinny Duber of NBC Sports Chicago. And we'll also introduce a tangent to the Wake and Bake Club. It's just wonderful when all these worlds collide. Steve Rosen, Lou Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I don't necessarily need the ninth inning, but I still believe that it doesn't matter who's coming up in the seventh or the eighth or the ninth. The ninth inning, the three outs and the ninth are the hottest ones to get, regardless of if it's Seven, eight, nine, or if it's two, three, four, it doesn't matter. For whatever reason, those last three outs, it depend. It it just comes down to the fact that sometimes the opposition just can smell it, they can sniff it, they whatever it is. I have no idea, but those three outs at the end of the game tend to be a lot harder. Um, <clears throat> but I couldn't care less which inning I pitched. If their matchups come in and I'm ready, like they need me in the seventh, I'll be ready in the seventh. They need me in the sixth, I'll be ready in the sixth. It doesn't matter. I just want to pitch. So I just wait down there and wait for the phone to ring, and as soon as the phone rings, I get it going no matter what. Like that, Stevie Sunshine? I mean, he does sound believable and genuine when he says that, doesn't he? Ding, Liam ding, Hendricks. ding. That's your right answer. We have a winner. Yes, that's Liam Hendricks. And that's exactly right. And and smart ball players know that. They can handle it. I uh, He obviously could if he were – if the White Sox acquired – Craig Kimbrell, and Kimbrell said, I'm much more comfortable pitching the ninth, and then you watched him throw this year, and you go, oh my God, he's untouchable, that's a beautiful thing, and you, and Liam Hendricks says, oh yeah, I'll be there for the sixth, the seventh, the fifth if you need me. Whenever the game, when the middle, the save in the middle of the game is, is, is there to be had, I'm your guy. And we know yep. that he can go more than one out, one inning, one player, you know, he can do that, we've seen that. Tony's, again, that's an example of what I said before, Tony La Russa has seeing just how far he can extend them and how effective he is and what's he like the next day and how much rest did he need beforehand. Was that fun? He sounds it was like so I've fun. not interviewed. Yeah? Yeah, so I'll have I'll have the money cut for you in what are you doing, Wagner, assuming we're doing <laughs> what are you doing, Wagner, today. So I, we I are. thought it was, it was, Okay, good. It'll, so you'll hear some of it then. Um, no, he, he, is, he is absolutely... A, a delight to speak to. And it was funny because I he was talking about, you know, the, the blowing saves and stuff like that. And, of course, I had to bring up the fact that he kind of gave up a home run in game three of the ball. The, the last game yeah. before the All-Star break gave up a, mm-hmm. a very big home run in the ninth inning to Trey Mancini. And he told me, or us, that... Yeah, he said I was pissed about it, but then I was able to joke around about it. He says he's like, I told Trey Mancini that I was just warming him up for the home run derby. So you know, he has a sense of humor about it, and he's able to 
compartmentalize, I, I feel like, better than other most closers because a lot of them want nothing to do with speaking after they blow a save or certainly are not making jokes about it. But, you know, and, and I know that a lot of closers have that bravado, that sort of crazy, you know, personality, but I feel like it's different with him because it's every time he goes out there, like he he's shouting and swearing. And, you know, he said that he, he really can't pitch without swearing as we found out with Joe Buck <laughs> and as you will hear a little bit later on. So, so he, yeah, he's great, man. And the thing is he, everybody loves a good personality as long as you're good on the field. So that he, <laughs> yeah, he puts both true. together, right? You know, it doesn't that's matter. True. It gets very exhausting if you're not good. So the really important part is that this guy has so far lived up to the, to the three year, what $54 million contract they handed him. Yeah, Red. Yes, he's he's the guy. You trust him. You love having him out there. So I'll. Uh, they, I had a thought about miking him up in the in the All Star game, and I just um, how it reflected on him and the White Sox, and just uh, we'll save that if the money cut is coming up, and we can talk about it that is. later. In the meantime, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk White Sox with Vinny Duber of NBC Sports Chicago. He's the White Sox insider. And we will have a little bit of a an adventure. We'll wander, we'll wander through the disc golf course of the Wake and Bake Club just to see what um, see what we find there, and see if we okay. find the Sox pitcher. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 